Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll update you on the recent performance of the portfolio that owns the number one brand in all of convenient nutrition and explain why it just flexed a new muscle at its competitive landscape. But before we get started, I would love if you took 52 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Premier Protein just confidently deployed a product strategy that could be an under-the-radar key to near-term future growth. Now it just needs to get the execution details right. So I'll provide further details on what I meant in that introductory statement a bit later in this content, but on February 6th of 2024, Bellring Brands updated the public markets by releasing its fiscal 2024 first quarter earnings report that covers the period ending December 31st of 2023. I'll be utilizing the financial information within those documents, along with the notes I took while listening to the earnings conference call and any relevant publicly disclosed news to obviously update you on the recent performance of the brands in the functional CPG portfolio, but also use it as a backdrop to discuss market insights within the active nutrition formats of liquids and powders. But let's start off with a quick rundown of the Bellring brand's fiscal 2024 first quarter revenue numbers. Net sales for Bellring Brands this quarter were $430.4 million. That was up an amazing 18.7% year-over-year, which was comprised of a positive 19% increase in volumes, but it was slightly offset by a 0.3% decrease in pricing and product mix. If we're looking at a quarter-over-quarter perspective, Bellring Brands saw its revenue decline just under 9%. If you wanted to break those sales numbers down by product format, RTD Shakes made up 81.4% of this quarter's total sales, Powders were 16.2%, and then 2.6% came from the other formats like bars that were sold internationally by the brand Power Bar. Looking at the quarterly sales by brand, Premier Protein was up 18.9% year-over-year. This was coming from a substantial volume increase, but there was, again, a slight offset caused by a decrease in pricing and product mix. If we were to focus on just the Premier Protein RTDs, that product format saw just about the same year-over-year growth and impact to its net sales drivers that were mentioned for the entire brand performance. Now, shifting over to Dimatized Nutrition, it saw quarterly sales rise strongly year-over-year to the tune of 20.9%. This was due to huge volume increases stemming from both distribution gains and organic growth. But as I always do in these quarterly Bellring Brands content pieces, I want to dive deeper into firstly the Premier Protein RTD Shakes business activity, and then also I'll cover the protein powders for both Premier Protein and Dimatize. Overall, the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth during the last four years compared to historical rates. While mid-2022 saw a short-lived slowdown, it has now roared back to three to four times the historical categorical average. During this time period, Premier Protein has faced its share of episodic challenges from severe capacity constraints that limited available flavor variants and usage of trade promotions to even a voluntary product recall. But Premier Protein has been able to overcome each at frankly a shockingly efficient manner. In terms of retail consumption growth by channel, the largest for Premier Protein RTDs 
would-be wholesale clubs, which grew 14.7% year-over-year during this quarter. The brand's other major sales channels for the RTDs are mass retail, grocery, and e-commerce, which were up 54.3%, 34.8%, and 62.9% year-over-year, respectively. Overall, Premier Protein's RTD consumption trends for both tracked and untracked channels were up 29.3% year-over-year, which was another quarter-over-quarter improvement. That helped improve the last 52-week consumption trend, up from 25% last quarter to now just over 28%. As is the normal fiscal Q1 pattern for Premier Protein, shipments outpace consumption. This is due to, firstly and most importantly, Premier Protein having more RTD shake production improvements, but also that seasonality naturally impacts a retailer's stock position. Pair that with the new shake flavor innovations and planned incremental promotional activity and total distribution points grew again, reaching all-time highs for the brand this quarter. Household penetration for the entire Premier Protein brand reached an all-time high of 17.1%. This recent brand household penetration growth is being fueled by promotional activity restarting, thus bringing deal-seeking buyers back towards the Premier Protein brand. Moreover, it's important to note that Premier Protein does lead the RTD liquid subcategory and the entire convenient nutrition category in household penetration. Premier Protein market share spiked another half percentage point from last quarter and grew 3.4% year over year, reaching 21.9% of total RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. With the steady production across the full range of flavors and promotional activity returning, plus new flavors being added, the brand should see that market share continue to climb even further throughout fiscal 2024. Let's now shift into examining the recent Bellring brand's performance of its protein powder SKUs. And just like the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition, this side, the powders, has shown extremely strong growth over the last few years. Powders are becoming more mainstream, and category proliferation has created an environment where more consumers are purchasing both everyday and performance nutrition position protein products at grocery stores and mass retailers. With the Bellring brand's portfolio containing a strong player in both subsegments of convenient nutrition buyers, it's benefiting twice from this marketplace tailwind. Let's stick with the Premier Protein momentum and break down the performance of that brand's protein powders first. And actually, it has grown to such a stature that Bellring Brands leadership has decided to start providing us with a graphic that shows the format's retail takeaway performance in various large sales channels. As you can see, these Premier Protein powders are charging hard in mass retailers and e-commerce, but are also performing above average from a categorical growth perspective in grocery. Furthermore, Bellring Brands leadership stated on the earnings call that internally, they're getting really excited about the opportunity emerging with Premier Protein powder SKUs. They have proven to be both incremental to RTD shake sales and beneficial towards growing the brand's overall household penetration. While Premier Protein powders are only 1.6 points of household penetration, that has already surpassed the same metric from Diamondize. But don't take that for a like-for-like -like comparison because Premier Protein is a much more well-known convenient nutrition brand overall that's now getting deeper into powders. Alternatively, the Diamondize brand is a lot narrower, focusing on the more sophisticated performance consumer. But maybe this is a good time to transition into analyzing the recent performance of the Diamondize protein powders. 
as mentioned earlier, Diamondtize has benefited greatly from the categorical growth within large sales channels and has seen huge retail takeaway gains across almost all of them over the last 13 weeks and is now the top selling or second ranked performance nutrition brand in most of its key retailers. Over the last 13 weeks, mass retail was up 22.4%, grocery was up 34.6%, e-commerce was up 13.9%, and club was up 232.3%. And that last data point probably seems shocking, but it's mostly stemming from a comparative outlier situation that should normalize over the next few quarters. The only blemish comes from the specialty channel, and that might be shocking for a lot of you old school sports nutrition industry professionals that remember Dimatize from the 2000s, but this shrinking sales channel is no longer a major priority for the brand, and I fully expect that specialty will continue to struggle from a comparative standpoint into the future. But overall, even with the brand continuing to face very strong comparative numbers from fiscal year 2023, total dollar consumption sales of Dimatize in tracked and untracked channels still grew this quarter to an impressive 15.7% and 32.9% for the last 52 weeks. As you'd expect, those marketplace tailwinds such as performance protein powders becoming more mainstream and overall category proliferation, plus strong retail sales performance this quarter, are central reasons why total distribution points and all commodity volume percentage for Diamantize have stayed right around the brand's all-time highs. Looking forward into this current quarter, Dimatize has launched a new national marketing program ahead of the Super Bowl. The Formulated for More marketing campaign has three pillars. One, the brand and its superior ingredients, plus how they support superior results for athletes. Secondly, the amazing tasting flavors, which includes officially licensed flavor partnerships with Pebble Cereal and Dunkin'. And then three, they finally are expanding the core team of diamondized athletes and influencers as they're partnering with San Francisco 49ers all-pro running back Christian McCaffrey. But let's shift now into a quick Bellring Brands operational update. Firstly, the gross profit margin in the quarter was 34.4% of net sales, which was up 80 basis points year over year. This gross margin was also 150 basis points higher on a sequential quarter over quarter basis. This higher gross profit margin was driven by net input cost deflation, which was partially offset by incremental promotional activity and lapping production attainment fees received in the prior year period. And that's probably a good transition to talk about what I was mentioning in that introduction. Because for those not familiar with that production attainment metric, it's usually a fee derived from a measure of the production efficiency and effectiveness. And likely due to the various greenfield manufacturing sites becoming live and getting dialed in over the last year. As I've detailed in the past, Premier Protein has been partnering with the biggest and most reputable players in the industry to make large CapEx investments, which has now given them a scalable, regionally diverse supply chain that will enable many years of robust growth. And you might be thinking, what does this have to do with Premier Protein confidently deploying a new product strategy? Premier Protein has dabbled in a seasonal flavor strategy on and off for the last few years, but it's the recent salted caramel popcorn launch that I believe signals that they are advancing into a more dynamic LTO flavor strategy. This kind of drop culture mentality is used a lot within the performance nutrition powders and a little bit around the energy drinks, but never in the protein beverage space. Why? Well, 
Premier Protein isn't the only brand that has been dealing with the manufacturing capacity constraints around aseptic low-acid processing to produce RTD shakes over the last several years. That is an industry-wide challenge, which means every other competitor doesn't have enough capacity for its already top-selling products. So they will continue being gun-shy on launching new innovation, either that be on the flavor side or with kind of similar or new ingredient decks when the format would be the same. That then makes Premier Protein having enough manufacturing capacity to not only meet its expected growth, but allow for innovation aggressiveness a competitive advantage. Now, Premier Protein just needs to double check the fine print details when flexing this LTO product strategy because salted caramel popcorn and its mainstay flavor caramel are really just basically the same. At the same time, this boringness shows me that there's probably tons of like lack of creativity flowing inside the Bellring brand's offices, which probably needs to be fixed soon. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 